It's been called the Area 51 of Bulgaria due to its unexplained occurrences. Today's episode tells the tale of how the dark forces at this site have even sent the military into retreat. Is there something supernatural here, or perhaps it's something more explainable? After you hear this creepy story, I'll let you be the judge. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mysteries Abroad Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and as you know, we tell some creepy stories and some true crime stories from all around the world as we are traveling. And recently, we were in Bulgaria, and I started looking at a few true crime stories, and I had some to go over, but I came across something really interesting. And this one happens to be a site that the Bulgarian military had, and they have dubbed this place the Area 51 of Bulgaria. It's a really, really strange place. We've had some strange occurrences that have occurred there. Lots of things are documented and lots of things are covered up. So today we're going to go over it and you can let me know what you think is going on out there at this site. Before we get into today's story, here's a quick message from this episode's sponsor, Adventrue. There are few things in this world better than a night of restful sleep. The kind of sleep where you drift off easily and wake up rested and refreshed. If that sounds good to you, then the people at Adventrue have got you covered. Adventrue is a brand new hemp company bringing all natural, high quality, and effective hemp products to the market. You can trust them to be your hemp experts whether you're trying it out for the first time or you're an experienced user. Adventrue is a family-owned business that grows and crafts their products in Kansas. Adventrue's drift gummies are specifically made to help in your bedtime routine. They are crafted with high-quality, popular hemp compounds like CBD and CBN and blended with natural, trusted ingredients like valerian root and lemon balm. Drift is flying off the shelves nationwide, and we don't want you to miss out. Currently, Adventrue is offering 15% off on their website, www.adventrue.com. That's A-D-V-E-N-T-R-U-E.com. All you have to do is use the discount code WELCOME15 at the checkout at adventrue.com. Thanks again to Adventrue for sponsoring today's episode. Now let's get into this story. On December 6, 1990, a Bulgarian military unit shows up just outside the village of Sarashina. The town is only about 20 miles west of Sofia, but was virtually unheard of at the time. However, it seems that a former Bulgarian king, King Samuel, buried a huge treasure there before he was going off to face the Ottomans. The Bulgarian Ministry of Defense said that this was essentially a treasure hunt and that the leader of this expedition would be Colonel Karev. The military unit began to set up just outside of town. They set a perimeter and built a fence around what seemed to be a completely innocuous area of farmland. Now they called this operation Sunray. The soldiers working at this site immediately began to have issues. So many of their tools and equipment began to malfunction, which really slowed down the process because it meant that they would need to use hand tools instead of their excavators. Once they got to a depth of around 20 feet, they came to a large slab of stone, which they were unable to break through. Now, Colonel Karev gave the order to blast through the stone because he didn't want to slow it down, you know, with trying to get through it with their pickaxes. So they brought in explosives and the charges were set. One blast was all it took to destroy the stone, but no one was expecting what would be on the other side. Passing this stone barrier now, the soldiers found a spiral tunnel that wound down deeper and deeper underground. The decision was made to send in armed soldiers to explore the underground tunnels. After destroying the stone barrier, the underground tunnels wasn't the only area of interest. Above ground, some strange things started to occur as well. Guards stationed around the perimeter said they began to see dark figures or creatures just outside the fence. They said that the figures were over seven feet tall, but at other times they were seeing small creatures in the brush moving around. 
At this point, the expedition's radio equipment began to fail as well. They decided to lay a landline to the site for better communications. However, it was reported that the operators would hear whispering voices on the line sometimes, even though they knew that this was a secured line. The region around this dig site also started experiencing strange phenomenon as well. Reports were coming in regularly about UFO sightings. One account from June of 1992 says that a woman named Ella Kirov was awakened one night because her dogs were barking at something outside. She said that she got up and stepped outside to see what was going on. She said that she saw three shadowy figures running from the direction of the dig site because she lived close by. She said that they entered the wood line and a few moments later she saw a bright object ascend into the air. She thought that this must be related to the dig, so she sent a message to Colonel Karev. He sent a few men to investigate, and they found a burned patch on the ground in the area where she said that she saw the bright object. And within days of this event, Ella and the men who had gone out there to investigate all had a fever and exhaustion, bad enough that it confined them to their beds. It seems that there was something around the site that was toxic to them. A more concerning story from October 27, 1991, says that a local man named Trico Lolev was walking home one night when all of a sudden he found himself with a bright beam of light shining down on him. He said that he blacked out, and when he awoke the next morning, he couldn't remember what had happened. He was even more confused when he realized that he wasn't even where the light had shined on him. He was now in a village called Meshtitsa. It was about 40 miles south of where he had been the night before, and he had no idea how he got from that place where the light shined on him to this new village that was 40 miles away. The expedition at the dig site continued for about two more years. The soldiers were exploring the tunnel system and found that their path was now blocked by a concave slab of stone. They were eventually able to remove this stone and found a chamber on the other side. It was like a large, round room with polished, smooth walls. They described these walls as being almost mirror-like. At the far side of this room, they could see a skeleton that appeared to belong to a large creature, and it was sort of adhered to the walls. They also noticed that the walls of this chamber contained symbols that the colonel described as being similar to hieroglyphics. Of course, they continued their exploration of the room. However, upon reaching the center of the room, an invisible force prevented them from continuing. It is said that it threw them back, and several men were severely injured. They began shooting at the figure across the room, thinking that this is what was getting them. Some of the soldiers were even hit by stray bullets on accident while they were in the room. The colonel ordered the men to retreat from the tunnels quickly. They protected themselves as best they could while they were carrying their wounded out. As they emerged from the tunnel, the colonel ordered the men to fill in the entrance, but the excavation equipment wasn't working. He then ordered the men to bring explosives to destroy the entrance. Once the mouth of the cave was collapsed, they covered the hole with concrete and began to abandon the site. Operation Sunray was promptly shut down and the government abandoned the site with virtually nothing to show for it. All of the documents were collected by the military and either hidden or destroyed. Most of the story that we have today has been pieced together from the accounts of several people that all worked together on the site during Operation Sunray. Now, these aren't just random people. The main witness is Colonel Karev himself. He was interviewed later and said that they actually went to the site because the government was led there by several different psychics. These seers said that there was something buried on that spot that was sending signals out. They believed that this being was from a very long time ago and was perhaps even an alien or very early life form here on Earth. The psychics had a warning, though, that this was a dangerous place and that we weren't meant to have what was down there. Still, the government wanted to go and they wanted to explore this site. One more source that came forward after the fact was a military professor named Delko Naplatinov. 
His daughter was recruited to work here since she was also a psychic. She said that she was contacted by another famous seer before going to the site, and he told her not to disturb whatever was found. He knew that there was some evil there on that site. Sadly, after the conclusion of her time in Sarashina, she committed suicide by jumping from a tall building. As the stories and rumors continued to spread, a few years after Operation Sunray, a group of scientists from Sofia decided to study the site for themselves. They camped out there for about 20 days, conducting tests and scans for any anomalies. They documented several UFO sightings while they were there, and reported that an unseen force scattered their equipment all around the campsite. One night, as they were sitting around the campfire, they said that a UFO came right over the camp at a very low altitude and shined a light right down on their fire, which caused it to flare out of control. The men decided it was time to leave and return to Sofia with many unanswered questions. Now, there are many theories about what may exist underground in this spot in Bulgaria. Some believe that there is an alien or an ancient human trapped down there. They think that he's reaching out to these psychics somehow telepathically to get them down there to help or either to ward them away. There's kind of a differing opinion there. Others believe the military found an alien spacecraft and somehow inadvertently activated it, which drew other aliens to the site, sort of like an emergency beacon or something. And still others believe that this is an interdimensional portal. Now, the reason they say this is because it is strikingly similar to other well-documented areas, such as the Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. This spot is extremely similar in occurrences, and many believe it to be a portal as well. I know at the Skinwalker Ranch, they also see large beings and creatures walking around. They also have tons of UFO sightings. There are so many different anomalies that happen on this one spot that people believe that there is some type of portal here. And this portal, according to some, would allow creatures and beings to cross over, either purposefully or accidentally, into our dimension. Either way, this is how the site became known as the Bulgarian Area 51. So what do you think is going on at this site in Bulgaria? I personally believe that the military did do something there, but it wasn't what the stories made it out to be. I believe that some odd things may have happened, and then whispers turned into rumors, and rumors turned into legend, and then after a while, it's all just true. So we don't, we'll never really know exactly what happened there. But if you recall, on episode one of this podcast, we covered the cell rat house incident. And I believe that was a big theory for me, is that it's a, it is a site where possibly some things have happened. Maybe some strange occurrences have occurred. And then when those stories get told to new people that are coming out there, and remember, the military was here on this site in Bulgaria for over two years. There's a lot of new people coming in and coming, coming in and going out. So maybe those people are coming in the door, they're hearing these spooky stories, and the next thing you know, it could just be, you know, maybe one of them is a guard at the fence, and he sees some onlookers out there trying to see something going on at the site, and but they're in the dark, and he thinks they're a seven-foot-tall creature or something like that. So anything like this could be happening. However, I am open-minded, and I think that it is possible that there could be something. There could be something uh, evil underground. There could be a force there. There could also just be something that's affecting our minds, maybe an, an electromagnetic field or something like that that is messing with people's heads and they're getting, if they're psychics, maybe they're getting weird signals. If they're you know, regular people, then they're just getting weird feelings and they feel like someone is there watching them, something like that. It really could be anything, but we do know that the military was there and they were in fact dicking. Now, one theory about what they could be doing there is they could have been putting something underground. And I personally think that they could have been installing like a missile silo we know the U.S. government, they have missile silos in remote areas like Montana. 
and those places are barely marked once they're installed. But while they're being installed, they dig these huge pits in the ground, they install the silo system, and then after that, it's just a small site out there in the middle of nowhere. So maybe the Bulgarian government was wanting to put one of these in, and so that was the cover-up for why they needed to be out there digging in the first place. Still, I don't know, and I think a lot of people don't know, but what do you think it is? Do you think it's aliens? Do you think it is a prehistoric human race down there? Do you think it could be just absolutely nothing and it's all just people getting scared and seeing UFO sightings? Either way, there could be a little bit of truth to all of it, so any one of our theories could be holding the keys to what is at this Bulgarian Area 51. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed this one. As a reminder, we do put out two episodes every week on Mondays and Thursdays, so be sure to check back for those, and thanks for listening.